Namaste viewers and welcome to the Satik Connect special edition in association with Remarkable. Our purpose of these very interesting podcasts is all about bringing in the most wonderful thought leaders on one platform to speak about this beautiful industry called travel and tourism. It's amazing, amazing take homes. And the fact that this industry is always here, alive and kicking, irrespective of all the crisis that we face, year on year, man-made or natural. We have with us our very, very special guest, Mr. Rajiv Kohli, the Joint Managing Director of Creative Travel. Creative Travel is a brand to be reckoned with in India's inbound space primarily because they have been holding forth on most international platforms with absolute pride keeping India's flag high. Rajiv Kohli has been vocal, truly profound with his thoughts at various platforms, both national and international. We felt it's the right time to have him on a conversation because India is in a very, very interesting you know, threshold today, G20s and so, many, so much buzz happening, both at the public and the private sector. Rajiv, first and foremost, congratulations for this fabulous 46 years of creative travel. Your father has been an absolute stalwart. I still talk about him in the present because his presence has always been amazingly powerful. He has always received you know, me with so much of respect and love, even when I was a budding journalist. And he always had encouraging words to say that move on, go on, because what shows is your genuine commitment to the business and the trade of travel and tourism. And that's where I take a lot of power from him till date. Rajiv, what do you think India's story is today? We said it's incredible a few years ago. <coughs> How do you think the word incredible is? Has it modified? Has it rectified? Or do you have a vision that you you want to share with us? Yeah, so you know, it's been an interesting two years that the global tourism industry has seen. And especially all of us in India where our, our lives came to a complete standstill. Um, and I think for many of us, it was an eye-opener. It was a wake-up call on how to conduct business, how we do business, how we did in the past, and how we need to do business going forward. I've always maintained we're an incredible country. I'm very proud to be Indian. But I believe being Indian is what is inside. And I, I've traveled the world, 80 countries perhaps, and I'm very proud to see the Indian flag flying across the world in different forums and different formats. So when we have our international guests coming into the country and when we look at them and how their eyes pop open with amazement, it just gives one a great sense of satisfaction. So there's no question we're an incredible country. At the same time, and not to be a party pooper, I've also said many times, an incredible country doesn't make for an incredible travel destination. We're not an incredible travel destination. We are a hard travel destination. We are a travel destination that has found itself in a niche of the market of being a place where 
only those who are well traveled will go or only those who are in for an extreme adventure will go therefore we have discounted ourselves from a lot of segments in the market we tend to find our base on the organized sector let me be clear because in every country in the world the backpack tourism market of course is much larger it doesn't matter where you go that is consistent and the backpack tourism market is a very different segment in the unorganized uh, market but i think in the organized segment we have found ourselves boxed into a narrative that we are being challenged to change and unfortunately there is no leadership direction or vision how to change that we are not and when i go around the world selling i am saying look ladies and gentlemen the reality is the taj mahal the fort is my history that's not my india my india is the amazing new airports the shopping malls the highways the roads the economy <clears throat> putting a spaceship into mars i mean that is the reality rima for people like you and me that is our india and it's that amazing mix of the old and new and the coexistence which brings that incredibleness out you know so one is very proud to serve the country one would wish we had more support as an industry for our mission but i started off saying the last two years were very hard and with all credit to my colleagues in the industry i don't know anybody who went out of business oh nice i know people hurt i know people downsized but damn we are the strongest tourism community in this universe whatever india tourism is today after decades it is because of the might of the private sector alone despite and in spite of what successive governments have done and not done so you're very clearly saying and i always say this i believe in this that the industry was probably bruised slightly bent but we weren't broken we 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 kept that going right we kept that little blood bath that happened going we're gutted for punishment i mean this is I, when i when i joined the industry in 1994 which i think was the first year sate happened i remember i'm going to go to an anecdote from there very first day of sate at the taj palace the headline news in india was the plague in surat the plague in surat wow yes that was the inauguration of sate we have seen plagues we have seen wars we have seen earthquakes we have seen floods we have seen racial riots we have seen terrorist attacks yet we're still here but and rajiv you have always i've heard you at forums and you've um, made statements that have been extremely rich in its thought especially with your association with site <coughs> where do you see this entire mice journey of india literally like why are we still not having the right kind of convention destination places that india can really give the world why are we still struggling in that area i think given the fact that india doesn't know what india wants to be we want to be everything you can't be everything in life Okay many mature tourism destinations in the world realize that 
we are best in doing adventure, we're best in doing culture, we're best in doing wildlife, whatever it is. Our 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 advantage is that we have so much diversity and variety. And our disadvantage is we have so much diversity and variety. Exactly. I mean, I get up and say, where do I start? We have we have so much. I have just come back last evening from Hampi. It was my first visit. Yes. And I stood there looking at the ruins and said, wow. Yes. You know, I'm unlikely to see all my country. I think as a nation, if we want to become specialist in certain areas, mice is one of them. And mice is only, again, it's a very vast subject. We need to understand that, number one, you can't keep on repeating the same old policies year after year and expecting different results. Number two, different segments require a completely different mindset in marketing, positioning, what we show, what we talk, where we go. And for some reason, we just don't seem to get that. I don't know why, but we just are stuck in the same Let's show forts, palaces, marajas, lovely colors, food, as everything we do when it comes to advertising, marketing the country. Do we have the assets, facilities, infrastructure to become a major player in certain segments of mice? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Incentive travel is the lowest hanging fruit. True. Yet we are an insignificantly insignificant player. In the global incentive travel market that's hurting that's hurting mm. of course it hurts my business i mean i know dear friends who decided to exit the incentive business mm. because just to do three groups a year it's not worth the effort to put the eff uh, to to make an effort in that so but but rajiv do you think that your kind of experience is there a certain genuine talk that you can tell the industry to probably put our eggs in a certain basket <coughs> probably flourish in the convention you know meetings incentive space is that is there a hope that you can give us i i think i had said that i hope my colleagues in the industry have learned some lessons over the last two years i am seeing they haven't Ouch. which gives me a lot of concern Lesson number one, stop giving away your services for free. People need to understand and I know small to medium players are challenged in trying to dig deep on how their companies are run. I am fortunate we're not a large player, we're not a small player either, we're a medium sized company that in which we have real working professionals beyond the family and we start, started on a process of auditing how do we spend our money where do we spend our money and in the last two years we did a very very deep hard look at that Rohit and I my colleagues in the industry need to analyze how much does it cost to run their companies it will cost an average entrepreneur five to eight percent give or take in running their companies we need to increase our profitability as an industry, not only in India, but globally, because one thing the pandemic showed, 
that this industry, no matter if you're the mightiest of the hotels, mightiest of the airlines, to the smallest of the DMCs or travel companies, we're living hand to mouth. There's a reason that when business stopped, people found their bank accounts empty because we were using what was coming in to pay going out. We need to be a stronger industry in India. We need to be bolder. We need to not let the foreign clients bully us. We need to not be afraid of charging a premium for selling our incredible country. So that's one of the first learnings I want my industry to take. The second learning is you need to show more to the world in India than Delhi, Agra, Jaipur. We need to be innovative. We need to show our softer side, not just our dead buildings. We show all our heritage is dead, but we show. Yes, we have dances and we have food, but hard to get, hard to acquire. I mean, come on, in a mighty nation as incredible India, we don't have one credible dance and dinner show that we can take a client to. I mean, there are there are there is an absence of easily accessible performing arts for the tourism for the average tourist. Um, we need the industry to start creating more diversity in what we sell, charge more for what we sell, and be prepared for the next crisis because there will be a next crisis the gaps between the crises are becoming smaller and smaller but this is the nature of the beast this is the world as we know it we got out of the pandemic and lo and behold the war so ladies now, and gentlemen no but we'll be ready ladies and gentlemen he has been extremely clear he's saying one thing very directly that the time has come to charge a management fee the time has come to respect yourself, to respect your profession. And if you keep giving, the other person is only taking. And he says very clearly that be bold and charge a fee. Tell your international client that we are here to service you to the best of our ability and give you quality. And stick to that and obviously charge a fee. And he also says that time has come, and we've said this at various conventions, Rajiv, even at IATO, that move out of the traditional Jaipur Agra Delhi circuit, and the world has opened up to India, like especially you said Hampi, I, I, I'm really wanting to go to that beautiful region, there is Hampi, there is Belur, Halipit, that whole sector probably of Karnataka. Um, I think, yes, opening up newer destinations, and what you said that hit me today, because as a student of performing arts, I feel, oh my God, yes, we missed that point. That there is no place where we can take our people and show our incredible, incredible arts and performing arts for that matter, because music, yes. dance, there is a Mola Rouge probably in France, there is something special in other parts <coughs> of India. But oh yeah, we missed that point. Very interesting, Rajiv, thanks you for this. Thank you for this little tip. And thank you for being so direct. You said that, you know, hope our industry gets the message very clearly. And the third point very clearly is said the crisis is never over. We're just starting from one to the other. And don't probably do what we did in the past by, you know, getting our money in and having our banks being empty suddenly. Ouch, that's a big one, Rajiv. 
Rajiv, you've seen, you've seen in these from '94 to 2024 almost. It's been a fabulous 30 years um, of your professional commitment to your industry. You said prior to that, as a young professional, you'd worked for Toshiba and you've been a marketing expert. If you were to wear the the, the garb of a marketing expert for Incredible India, what would be your marketing formula? Number one, I will put my hand on my heart and accept that every policy the Ministry of Tourism has had in the last 15 years has not worked. What's not worked, huh? Has not worked. Wow. Let's be let's be mature. Uh-huh. The the historic way of working is doomed to fail. Oh my god. I think, and I've said this to the Ministry of Tourism informally, uh-huh. but the Ministry of Tourism needs to get out of talking to only elected association heads who don't necessarily have the pulse of the market. There are so many of us slightly mature entrepreneurs and much younger entrepreneurs who are pounding the pavement, who are listening to what the customers are saying, who are watching what our competition is doing. That knowledge needs to be collated and brought together to create the new mindset of what Incredible India 2.0, 3.0 is. The Incredible India brand needs to be laid to rest. It's old fashioned. It's close to 20 years old. No company in the world has succeeded in keeping its brand consistent for so long. Some have tried, some have failed. All our competition, and I think people need to understand, I said we're an incredible country, but people are not lining up, banging on our door. I have to go to India, I have to go to India, I have to go to India. That's maybe 5% of the traveler. People need to understand, we need to give a reason to come. All our competition, at the end of the day, John and Sally get up and say, I have $5,000 to spend. Where am I going? Inky, pinky, ponky. It's a Singapore, it's a Malaysia, it's a South Africa. We have competition. And we have competition. And Rima, you folks, I mean, Sate sees that in its shows every year. The amount of money foreign tourism boards are putting into India. The, the world wants our dollars and our travelers will travel abroad. Mm-hmm. That switch is coming and it's coming faster. It was bound to come, it's already coming. Mm-hmm. Um, if we want people to come to India, we need to give them what they want. And that, that traveler is younger, more educated, more aware. Yes. And our old Maharajas and forts and palaces and stories in the past don't cut it anymore. I would do a complete retrofit, refit of how Indian tourism looks, feels to the world. It has to be younger. It has to be happier. It has to capture emotion. If people want to see who is the best marketer in tourism on the planet today, see what Saudi Arabia has done. Mm -hmm. No tourism board is matching how an amazing projection they have done of that country. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So you, 
I mean, I've always felt this, but you actually expressed this finally that incredible India problem is a complete rehauling. The word incredible is incredible, no doubt, but can be really replaced by something that is fresher, younger, far more dynamic to touch the pulse of the India today. Is what you clearly, clearly saying as a message. Correct. You mentioned that, you know, you've seen Sate grow, literally, your, you know, our respected Mr. Ram Kohli was the person who can, I can probably say, is, was the architect, one of the architects to put things together for Sate. Rajiv, how do you see this? You all just mentioned to that, to us that, you know, people are putting amounts of money to come to a show like this of such a magnitude to express themselves to India. However, what do you think is has been the role of Sate? Look, Sate started as a purely inbound show. And I know the players were around the table supporting Naveen Berry back then when the show was starting. But over the years, the show slowly, slowly morphed from being purely inbound to being a little bit domestic. And has in many ways ended up being predominantly an outbound show today. Now, from a business objective, hats off to Informa for creating India's biggest travel show. Absolutely. Um, the sadness for me is that we have lost a hardcore inbound show. And the reality is that India probably cannot and will not be able to sustain a generic inbound travel show hmm. goes back to that people are not running to come here no for nobody is india for no travel company in the world is india a primary um product you know even some of our indian brands overseas in the uk and the us very prominent ones for them india is no longer the prominent uh product so i think kudos to sata has done an amazing job in showing um, the world to India and why not mm -hmm. every traveler inbound outbound domestic deserves the best holiday they can get and I think the opportunity to create something unique for India to the world mm -hmm. is there mm -hmm. what is that formula what is that magic pill that takes will take a lot of introspection and debate and analysis. Repeating this traditional trade show format is not the solution. That will not work. It has not worked. Multiple people have tried. With your global experience, uh, Rajiv, is there a suggestion you want to bring in, especially in this space of meetings and conventions? You've, you've been attending so many of them abroad. Look, I know I know any group that comes to India goes back delighted. Sure. Our challenge is convincing the end buyer uh -huh. to consider India. Mm. So it's not it's not we don't have a problem with service delivery, we don't have a problem with hotels, we don't have a problem with infrastructure, we don't have a problem with meeting space. How do you go out and convince the buyer, which is the corporation or the association? Come to India. That is the narrative and that's the story. It's not about 
it's very easy for my industry to take the crutch oh but we don't have mega convention centers and event centers fine don't do the 20000 person conventions do the 5000 do the 3000 sure mm. who said you have to compete why are we even going to try to compete with a singapore and dubai who have infrastructure 15 years ahead of us why should we well, build our own market mm. we can I heard you. Yeah. So you're saying just <coughs> stick to your your niche and probably give the world something that you can truly offer in all its beauty. Let's not Correct. replicate the neighbors all the time, but however, give them something that you genuinely have it in your backyard and probably you're not exploring it enough. Our, our service delivery at the micro level is beyond beyond unmatchable. Wow. We are very good at what we do. Wow. Wow. Well, let's focus. Hmm. So you're saying we are very good at what we do. All we need to do is now present it in a in the most acceptable way. I think we're just going all over across the place. Correct. Not Correct. Give people the, the confidence. The point. Yes, I, I hear you, Rajiv. That's amazing. And thank you for these very, very hard hitting points, Rajiv. You're in this this interesting Friday morning. I think my weekend is going to be you know, I'm going to think about all those little things that you've mentioned, little but large. You know, Always a pleasure. In your own special way. But, um, you know, maybe together we can request Incredible India to put people like us who can, you know, help this whole business together in such beauty. Because I seriously think there's no beauty in this business as the most beautiful way of expressing life. Travel and tourism is all about life in my eyes, really. I mean, from it's the, the only it's the only business where you can see the results of your work instantaneously on the travelers' faces. Exactly. That joy, that twinkle in the eyes, the smile. It makes everything worth it. Thank you, you for your time. Thank you for attending. Always a pleasure. Wonderful, you know, Sate thoughts of doing a podcast actually and uh, you know, this whole journey with Sate has also evolved so beautifully in the past, you know, 30 years. They are celebrating yeah. their 30th journey now, which is... That's, that, that is such an amazing milestone. Yeah, I mean, you know, to, to be sustained <coughs> in an industry as volatile as travel, you know, we are probably the only ones that get beaten, bruised, literally, yeah. whether it's man-made or, you know, non-man-made stuff. And that's about it. And you guys, congratulations to every one of you in the industry who is especially inbound centric. Because outbound, it's, it's, I'm not saying nothing is easy, but outbound people love to travel or international. But to say India is beautiful and please come, as you said, it needs a lot of gumption. And thank you on this very positive note, Rajiv. Your final message to this wonderful podcast and our our, our audience at Sate, please. Folks, it's a new year. It's new beginnings. Let's forget what's happened in two years. We all went through pain. We all suffered. We all had our ups and downs. Let's just move on. I mean, you know what? The, the, the past cannot be rewritten, but the future is in our hands to write. And I am very confident standing together, standing intelligently, and standing with one common mission, the Indian tourism industry, especially the inbound side, will truly have an amazing 2023. And on this positive note, Irene Malakesh from Remarkable, always would say that Rajiv Kohli, Creative Travel, wish you a remarkable journey and see you at Sate 2023. Thank, Thank you, Reema. You. 
And once again, all Thank the best. Thank you.